Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 192. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, crap. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here this evening to give you our little bit of a review of Season 5, Episode 4, The Little Prince. And the first thing we're going to do, which I can't believe we didn't do this in the initial reaction, but... Uh, we're going to talk about what it is that the Little Prince stands for, and I think I that we did talk about it. We talked about it in the post-show discussion. Really? Yeah, it was in the chat room. Our good friend. Well, we had to save something. I know. I mean, you can't talk about everything in the initial reaction. This is true. Then it's not really the initial reaction. Exactly. Well, during our post-show discussion, by the way, for those of you listening via podcast, uh, which a majority of all of our listeners are listening via uh, via the uh, time shifted convenient nature of being able to take us uh, on a walk with you on the treadmill or driving to work or riding on the subway. However it is that you choose to listen to us, that's totally awesome. And uh, we enjoy just the fact that you have uh, basically set aside time in your busy schedule to allow us to speak inside of your mind with those things stuck in your ear or with whatever other means that you listen. Anyway, (laughs) I say all of that Which was unnecessary, I understand, but it's just a part of who I am. To say that we record this live, interactive, on the internet, every Wednesday evening, 10, 10 p.m. at gspn.tv slash live. And we have a whole chat room full of people, and uh, we had this post-show discussion after our initial reaction podcast on Wednesday evening. Correct, we did. And during that uh, post-show discussion, Fleegon, also known as Jeremy, who lives very close to us, by the way, Says, ah, from Lostpedia, the title refers to the book, The Little Prince, by French writer Antoine de Saint something or other. Okay, and I apologize. I, I'm just not going to say his last name because I'll butcher it. Uh, basically, he was French and like Rousseau's science expedition and met, or uh, he was French like Rousseau's science expedition and met with disaster while traveling and disappeared under mysterious circumstances and to that i say sorry my producer is getting a little off there anyway additionally the bezidul and and i I, see that's why i didn't say the last name but anyway that's the apparent name of the expedition's lost boat uh, meaning, you know, of course, uh, Rousseau's expedition's lost mm-hmm. boat, as per the wreckage that they saw on the beach. This is a reference to the asteroid on which the little prince lives in this book that was uh, aforementioned. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I use that right that word in the right way. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But anyway, Jeremy, thank you very much for clearing up why in the world they named this 
with uh, the little, the little prince. prince. So mm-hmm. very interesting stuff. Good to know. Absolutely. I, did I, let's see. The aforementioned book. Very good. I did it right. Okay. Contextually correct. Good job. Grammar girl would be proud. Okay. All right. So next up, um, Stephanie, The in my show notes, I have The Lost Untangled. You do? What did you think about Lost Untangled? It's completely pathetic. Pathetic. Absolutely. My official review, you know how they put like, you know, Roger, Siskel and Ebert say, and then they right. put a little quote. Here's my mm-hmm. quote if you want to write it down. Ultra embarrassment and utter humiliation to all true Lost fans. I agree. It it was not a good idea. It was, and and in the chat room, we're seeing the words lame. We're seeing the words crap. Um, we're seeing the words lame crap, uh, and, <laughs> and we're seeing a bunch of other stuff. Uh, basically, the 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 and a lot of people. I, I was actually posting my disgust. Mm-hmm of the lost untangled and so many people were twittering me back and saying you know at gsbn hey what what's lost untangled i never heard of this and it's like it was something in between the commercial breaks they say stay tuned for life on mars where you'll get an exclusive peek of the brand new series lost untangled they said it was something like that i'm not they said stay tuned for lost untangled no. During it, life on Mars. No, it, it was a sneak peek yeah, or did. no, they did. It was a sneak peek. Okay, whatever. The, Don't Stephanie, argue with me. I'll leave. I am going to argue with you. If you have to leave, then that's fine. Stephanie, it, it, the what they played during okay. life on Mars was okay. like, what? How do you say? Okay. I, you don't know what I'm saying. I'm say, agree- I, I'm just saying, okay. I'm listening to what you're saying. I haven't blocked you out. Okay. All right, good. So what they played during Life on Mars was four four minutes and 44 seconds or something like that, which was a sneak peek at the full uh, episode number one, I guess, of Lost Untangled. Super, super cheesy. Uh, the, the full version, of course, the, both the actual preview that they showed on, um, on Life on Mars is in our show notes over at gspn.tv slash forum in the all lost section. You'll see it in the show notes section for our podcast episode number 192. There's also... Okay, but who is that in the clip there? Uh, who is... Who that is John what and... What am, I, what am I looking at? Version showed during Life on Mars. Who are the people that I'm looking at? Well, that's John and Sawyer. I didn't see that. You didn't see the that? The only part I saw during Life on Mars was with Jack and Kate. Okay. That's why I'm... I'd, well, so maybe this is even uh, a, um, more lengthy. You're right. Maybe they didn't show a whole four minutes. But anyway, it was super cheesy. So basically... It was super cheesy. Uh, the, the reason why it's an embarrassment, because, you know, people are talking about, will they do a movie, uh, you know, of Lost? It's like, mm-hmm. no, that would cheapen it. Or, right. you know, what if they do a spinoff series? And it's like, oh, well, that could go bad too. And, and you know, I, I really believe that, that ABC really needs to protect the brand of lost. And for me, I was humiliated and embarrassed as a fan by this because I know there are already people out there who don't get lost. Right. They don't understand lost and they think it's just stupid. It's for a bunch of geeky dweebs and stuff like that. And it's like, they're clearly wrong. They don't understand intent. They don't understand intelligent, thoughtful, totally awesome storytelling. And they have not given it the chance. And if they would, they would they would definitely love Lost. But when all of a sudden the people who don't watch Lost but totally love Life on Mars, which, I mean, I don't blame them for that. It's a good show. 
when they're sitting there in the commercial break of life on Mars, and then all of a sudden they hear something like this. Bam! They're in a different time. Yeah, I know. What's up with that? Well, maybe Locke can help. Time travel isn't confusing. It's our destiny, and it's calling us. Now, 8-Ball, we're clearly moving through time when the sky fires up. It's been happening since the island disappeared in last year's finale. Meanwhile, our other survivors are back in the city trying to figure out what to do next. And Kate, as always, has her issues. Jack, someone's trying to take my son. This is Who the part they should. do that? I don't know, but I... We have to go back, Kate! Cut the crap, Jack. I'm so tired of hearing that. Now, if I were one of those people who don't watch Lost, and I gave up on Lost because I, I just didn't have enough time, and I say it's it's stupid, that justifies every bad thing anybody's ever said about Lost if they hear that crap. Okay. That is horrible. I'm glad that only Lost fans listen to this podcast, though. Why? Because you just totally insulted anyone who doesn't watch Lost. Well, that's... they sh- Because you said that just because they... Aren't smart enough to get intelligent, did, great, right? I did not say that. You want you rewind the tape. I said that they do not enjoy intelligent, thoughtful program writing. That's and 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 Jeremy's right. They should be insulted. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Just, no, I I totally get that. But all I'm saying is that man, you, you I get it. Yeah. You know they they could they can say all they want. Everything, in my opinion, any insult that has ever been hurled. At lost, it's justified. Is right now, now justified. I get, yeah. I can ABC. Why did you do this? You guys are a bunch of morons. Seriously. Okay, now I'm done with my rant. That's okay. <laughs> I had a rant last night. You can have one tonight. Very cool. So moving right along, I do want to say that uh, somebody pointed out that there was an Easter egg. One of these wonderful Easter eggs. We haven't seen an Easter egg in Lost in a very long time. But this one came uh, by the means of Saeed's van. Remember, Saeed was driving a little van in this episode. And on the side of it, it said Canton Rainier on the side of the van. Okay. Which is an anagram for... Reincarnation. Exactly. Nice. So, I have some audio clips real quickly. I see that. Once again, we want to say thank you to our awesome friend, Jeff who has worked and slaved very hard over uh, a very hot laptop computer getting these audio clips for us. He's not here tonight because he's actually flying home. Exactly. From from his business So he he will be listening to this in a very time-shifted fashion. He will. So let's go to the very first one. And uh, the very first audio clip is whether or not uh, did Sawyer Sawyer got religion there for a minute or did he? Thank you, Lord! <laughs> that was a good clip. That was an awesome, that was awesome funny. line. You know, and of course, one of the things that Jeff said, and, and I didn't really pay much attention because have I ever shared before that Sawyer isn't my favorite character? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's pretty. Multiple times. He went back, what was it? Episode or season two, uh, the other 48 days, and they were coming back from the yep. the tail section camp, and it's like, oh my gosh, I saw you're going to die. I'm like, please. Let him die. There are so many people who want you to die right now. That's fine. That's fine. He he annoys me 
to no end. But I finally, I think I had become numb Mm-hmm. To the annoying uh, factor that that he brings, he brings humor at times when there needs to be humor, and I love his nicknames. But beyond that, he is he has always been annoying, and I kind of you know I just just like I didn't really think about it. But Jeff says, hey, "Did you notice that Sawyer was just a little bit more annoying in this episode than usual?" And uh, he strung together a bunch of clips just putting back-to-back everything that Sawyer said in this episode. Okay. What the hell's wrong with her? She's been out for 10 minutes. She's asking if you know why your girlfriend had a seizure. She's like this because the sky keeps lighting up. He knew this would happen. He didn't say squat about it. Excuse me? Greenhouse is a long ways away. And let me guess, you know exactly what to do when we get there. But how are you going to do that? Bring who back? The boat blew up and that chopper was probably on it. Says who? Doesn't matter what I want. So you know what? Going to the orchid. Hey, Locke, what are you going to say to her? Kate, what are you going to say to her to get her to come back? Well, let me tell you something. She was pretty excited to hop on that chopper and get the hell out of here. Beach is this way. Now you want to take the scenic route? Nobody move. God damn it. Don't worry. It's gone now. I already told you it was nothing. How is it that you knew when we were, Johnny boy? That light in the sky was from the hatch, wasn't it? Did you get an answer? Did it? Why'd you turn us around then? Did you want to go back there? You could tell yourself to do things different. Save yourself a world of pain. Hello! Finally. Anybody for a Dharma beer? Hello! Anybody here? Rose! Bernard! Bitch! Yeah, well, where's the rest of the dog? Where's the rest of our people? Why the hell would they do that? Azura. Great. Maybe they got a flight out of here to Vegas tonight. Who came in these? Other others? I saw Kate last night. In the jungle. For the last flash. Delivering Blair's baby. Time travels a bitch. Battle! Shut up and keep battling! Little help! All righty. I didn't think he was any more annoying in this episode than any other. <laughs> I think he was. He's just quick to state the obvious. Uh, just, just this little beginning right here. It's like, when were you going to tell me this, Harley? The hell's wrong with her? She's been out for ten minutes. She's. <laughs> so I think he's just he's just stating the obvious. Somebody in the chat room says he's just having some emotional breakdown issues. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Jeff, thank you for putting that little montage together for us. That was nice. I I, 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 like I don't hate Sawyer, but he does get on my nerves I sometimes. Know he does. But I do like it. I, I I'm I am glad that he's in the episode because I really do enjoy the the nicknames. It yes. it, it, it just adds a little flavor. So. I love when he said, "I take that back." That, that, I mean, that was, was cool. funny. That that's what I'm saying. He adds some humor to this show that it, it badly needs. Right. Which we need more Hurley. Absolutely. We need more Hurley. All right. So the next clip I have here. Oh, my goodness. I have uh, two of them. Oh, let's talk about um, this clip real quick. Hey, I just got a nosebleed. What? When? It's just not freak out the others. Okay. Just tell me. Why? Why her? Why me? I don't know. Uh, I think it might have something to do with duration of exposure. You know, the amount of time you spend on the island. Doesn't make any sense. Those yahoos have been here for months. I've never been here before two weeks ago. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? Uh, confirmation. Exactly. We talked about that in the initial reaction, so we won't go into that in full detail here. So moving along, um, we have uh, the explanation of the um, the nosebleeds to Juliet. Uh, and here's what Daniel had to say. Did you know that this would happen? I thought it might. I think it's neurological. Our brains have an internal clock, a sense of time that flashes throw the clock off. It's like a really bad jet lag. 
really bad jet lag doesn't make you hemorrhage, Daniel. You want to tell me why it isn't happening to the rest of us? I don't know. Thank God it's not. Really bad jet wet lag. I must say that when he said that, it kind of like, well, that that's that's interesting. I like that theory. I like that analogy. And she's like, really bad jet, jet lag just would not cause hemorrhaging. It's like, oh, wait a second. The most anybody's traveled back across time zones is, you know, X number of hours. Right. When you're talking about years, that's some pretty bad jet lag. Seriously. So that's all I've got to say okay. on that one. Anyway, uh, what we're going to do here, Stephanie, is we're going to go on a click-a-thon. We've not done this before in the Weekly Lost Podcast. But uh, for those of you who are in the chat room, I want to go ahead and just post a link into the show notes section. And you can go on a click-a-thon with us. Uh, feel free to join us uh, right now as we first start off with Aaron S.'s post titled, Confused, Maybe You Can Help. All right. So here we go. Uh, Stephanie, you want to read Aaron's question for us, please? Mm-hmm. All right. The whole post. Yeah, if you don't mind. <clears throat> or just read like four or five no. words of it and we'll just go on from there. Okay. <laughs> Years. Daniel. Flashing. All right. Great post, okay. Aaron. Thank you so much. Moving right along. You ready? Yes, please. Okay, this is my first post here. Um, I didn't think of this until last night's episode, but is everything going on with the Oceanic Six and Ben trying to get them to go back, going on simon- simultaneously with what's going on on the island with those who were left? Um, it hurt my brain to think about it with... Kate and Jack and everyone else, it's been three years. With Daniel and Charlotte and them, it's only been a few days. So when they, the Oceanic Six, get back, will they, those left behind, be freaking out by how old Aaron has gotten? Probably not after what they've been through. It does seem, by the way Sawyer is acting, that Kate has been gone longer than a few days. But they haven't been flashing for three years. Like I said, I'm confused. Maybe you guys could shed some light for me. Thanks, Aaron. All right. And then Faith responded in this thread saying, Aaron, congrats on your first post, which I just want to second that. Thank mm-hmm. you very much, Aaron, for joining the forum and and uh, participating in the community. Uh, she says, Faith says uh, to Aaron, you're not alone. I was thinking that the off-island stuff three years in the future is happening simultaneously with the few days that have passed on the island. But I'm starting to reconsider the idea. Um, I think the writers are just showing us the important parts off island off I okay, the important parts. Off island, the important parts are what happens after Locke has died and contacted the six. On island, the important parts are events that led up to Locke getting off the island. So even though it seems that the events are happening at the same time, I think it's really about separate events leading up to the same event. Locke leaving and contacting the Oceanic Six. And then Chris K says, I agree with Faith, and I've been thinking about it uh, like this. The Alf Island stuff would be the main story, for lack of a better term, and the on the island story now takes place, uh, takes the place of quote unquote flashbacks and flash forwards. Welcome to the party, Aaron. So I don't know. I, I Here's what I like I like the idea that Alf Island is. They really have experienced, you know, since they left the island, three years have passed, Mm -hmm. whereas everything is still just now happening 
on the island. I, I I think probably what Faith is saying is more more likely. Right. And I and I I'm like ninety five percent sure that I would agree with her. But I really like my idea uh, that there's a five percent chance that in three years off island, but it's only been a few short days on the island. And uh, when the others come back, it's gonna be like it, it's gonna the i the the jumping around of the people on the island, uh, the losties jumping back and through to, through time. It's gonna bring them all back to the point where maybe just when they left, it, they'll be as though they never left. Hmm. Okay. I I I don't really have a whole lot. Okay. I, it gets a lot more confusing than that. In fact, we we'll just stop the conversation there and say, Aaron, you're not alone. <laughs> You, we're we're all a little bit confused, which okay. is cool, right? I mean, it's okay. So I go guess. ahead, close that, and we should be right back at the show notes section. Do you have some thoughts on this, Stephanie? Well, I did, but you said we were just going to stop the conversation oh, there. I didn't. So mean, no, I no, no. I, I, I didn't mean done. to cut you off. I I, I, I lost my opportunity. No, oh goodness! Let's go back in time. <sighs> yeah. No, okay. That Stephanie. doesn't work for me. Now my nose is bleeding. What'd you do that for? <laughs> You were that was funny. Oh, thank you. That was awesome. Whatever. Um, Would you like a tissue? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna let it drip. Thanks. <laughs> I, I'll do what everybody else does. I got the finger thing going. Yeah. Um, because you know, blood smeared all over your top lip and and chin is you know very attractive. It is. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. They need to find some leaves or something over there in the jungle. Um. I like. How how faith and who was the other Aaron S. Well, no, Aaron was the one with the question. Oh, well, the one me, who agreed with faith again. was Chris. Chris K. Um, I like how they're thinking about it. Uh huh. But since it was my thought that there happened simultaneously, I, I'm more likely to want to stick with that. Uh huh. I think that have had the people left on the island been flashing through time for three years that they'd all be dead already. Yeah. Um, I think so. If just so many flashes, Charlotte already started showing symptoms and now Miles, uh, Miles and Juliet are starting to show symptoms. I think that they Ju- would all. Yeah, because Juliet has definitely, if you think about the time between Miles getting it, which is when he was a baby on the mm-hmm. island, and then Juliet, or however long he was on the island, um, but then Juliet has not been on the island for that long, honestly. Right. So, yeah, I agree with you. So I think that they would all be dead already. Yeah, they'd all be had they been Had they been flashing for three years. Exactly. And um, as soon as Charlotte started showing symptoms is when Daniel started knocking on the hatch door to get Desmond to tell him to go back and You're find right. his mom. So You're right. And that's exactly really when that memory was placed. Them, I really think the importance of them coming back has to do with the constant and and saving all of them rather than it being all the important parts and, Stephanie, and flashbacks. this so. is for you. Whatever. Anyway... I just really want to figure something out on Lost, so I really want them to write it that way just for me. No, no I, I take it back. Matter of fact, I am now going to say that it's there's a 5% chance. I'm sorry, Faith. There's a 5% <laughs> chance that you're right and that I agree with okay. you. And 95% chance that I'm back on this boat again. 
I, I'm with Stephanie, and 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 I'm I'm gonna float this one out. I, I I'm gonna stick with this one to the end. Yeah, I, I am. I I think that makes sense. I, I when you it's said my initial reaction when when you said Stephanie that based upon the amount of time it's taken them to start getting the nosebleeds after just a couple of days, it would not. There's no way they could continue on for three years without all of I, right. That's perfect. Thank you. And and if yeah, so. You you totally totally rock. Well, all right. I saved the best for last. Anyway, I'd, I'd say it's probably closer to fifty fifty. Which way it goes, probably. But, <laughs> in all fairness, but I, I'm 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 with Stephanie on well, this. Well, they got to give me something. And for those of you who are new listeners out there, relatively new listeners, it just uh-huh. if you think that I'm just saying that I'm with my wife because she's my wife, you have not been listening long enough. <clears throat> so, Stephanie, I'm totally with you on that Thank one. Thank you. All right, now let's see if we can uh, uh, totally screw everybody up by talking about jumping a couple more links here. I just get a headache by by the title of this. I know Chris post. Chris Lackey's time loop theory. So I'm clicking now. <coughs> so here we go. Chris Lackey says the basics of my loop theory. I want to first and firm foremost say that the, there are that. Let's see that versions of this theory are everywhere. So I certainly cannot claim to be claim it to be quote unquote mine. I just want to point out some thoughts. This ties into my whole Dark Tower series obsession I have and I'm sure that some of you are familiar with. Basically, everyone is experiencing a loop that they have been a part of for t- for who knows how many times. Think that think the movie Groundhog Day, except that they do not realize that they are in a loop. They are there are certain character certain characteristics of the loop that cannot change. Charlie dying, Aaron being born, the plane crash, etc. These things must happen during each loop. However, events surrounding these can and do change. My best explanation can be given with Charlie's death. As we all see that Desmond knows that Charlie's going to die. In fact, he prevents Charlie's death on several occasions on several occasions before finally letting destiny take its course. During this, we are led to believe that Desmond can see the future. He hopes he he hope he goes as far as to explain to Charlie next to the rocks uh, that uh, Desmond is actually seeing the future, or was he? During the trauma of the turning the key, seeing memory... What, Steph? I'm just trying to find my place. I lost you oh, for okay. a minute. Yeah. Do the, do the little th- laughing icon down there is th- really distracting. Actually, I think I'm going to actually um, scroll up so it's off-site because it is a little okay. distracting to me as well. Um, to do, due to the trauma of the turning of the key, seeing memories from other loops... Uh, in this example, we know that there the circumstances that Charlie must die. However, the events that result in his death can change from loop to loop. In a previous loop, he could have drowned by the rocks, as Desmond explained. In a future loop, he could die in some other fashion. Basically, it isn't the death that can be changed. It isn't the death that can be changed, but how the death occurs. Another somewhat weak tie-in would be not seeing Jin and Charlie during the birth of Aaron. I'm not totally sold on this one yet. Uh, they could have easily just been left out of the frame. In fact, I, I rewatched that scene. Right. And Sawyer did not have a clear view. He no. was he was looking through what appeared to be some brush. Right. And, and the only visible part would have been that, that we saw was uh, focused on 
uh, Kate and Claire. Claire. Okay. And had they been anywhere, I mean, obviously she's like they shot it from a different pushing angle something out of to- her. Uh, you know, certain area. And so obviously for privacy reasons, they give her a little space. Like they shot it from a different angle uh-huh. to use later. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So anyway, um, as far as my groundhog, uh, groundhog Day reference, remember how Bill Murley used his continuous loop to learn to play the piano, carve ice, etc. Well, the loop theory just might explain how Kate is so good at tracking. I like that. Locke is so awesome with that knife. I like that, and so on. Uh, they have honed their skills throughout the loops. I, I'm really liking that. I've been stuck on this theory for a while, and I want to hear your feedback. I'm also sure that something else is going to happen soon that will just blow the whole thing out of the water. That's the fun of Lost. Absolutely it is. And Islander... I've never seen Groundhog's Day. Just thought I'd throw that out there. Okay. It's a good movie. Never I never planned uh, to. It, you remember Daybreak? Yeah. Well, that's that. I know the TV show Daybreak is. And I'd much rather I I would so much rather watch Tay Diggs do Groundhog's Day than Bill Murray. It's just yeah. a personal preference. Very cool. So there, uh, the link in the show notes will take you to the conversation between the Islander and Chris Lackey in the forum, and we encourage you to add your thoughts as uh, time progresses on. Next up, we're going to take another leap. This is Freelance Fox's post titled. How Lost's Time Shifting Works. So if we click on that link, it takes us there. And Stephanie, if you want to just read oh, wow. the first two paragraphs and then I'll read, um, read I'll right. read the rest maybe. Okay. Hey guys, been a while since I posted a theory, but by popular demand, here's a summary of my thoughts as described somewhat briefly during the live chat last night. Not all of this is pure theory on how lost time shifting works, but for the most part, the first two paragraphs will give you the gist of how I believe the show is proceeding. The past cannot be changed because it has already happened. The future cannot be changed in its ends, but can be changed in its means by altering the present. Only the present can be changed and is what is experienced by all of the losties on the island up until the island becoming unstuck in time. Then the present of quote unquote um, present of the island becomes relative and different times becomes relative and different times could potentially be altered, changing the timeline which it has been said cannot be altered. <laughs> that is one serious I'll, run on. I'll tell you, we're not, go- <laughs> we are not going okay. to read this thing in here. Um, I have read it and it's very interesting. And in fact, if you scroll down, do you um, have something against my reading abilities? No, I do not. It's just there. I mean, there's this is one that I should have proofread before I started reading out. It, w- it wouldn't matter because there's okay. a lot of going back and forth, back and forth kind of things. And, okay. and I think it really would be helpful um, if you actually read this one, you know, as it, as, as it's typed up. So sim- simply go to our, our show notes section when, over at gspn.tv slash forum uh, and and find this because it, it is it is a really great uh, theory and it, and it fits in well with some of the other stuff that we've already talked about and some of the other things and, and okay. there's a lot of this stuff out there. Okay. Uh, now we talked about the very bad jet lag, right? You know, and it's the right. idea that they're actually traveling through time. Uh, but there's this idea: is it through um, 
is it through the the mind that they're traveling or through is it the body that's traveling and amanda has basically a question about this and then of course i i skipped a section of our show notes which we'll need to go back and, and touch on okay. so let's go ahead and click on this and here's amanda's so question going on, amanda yeah gotcha. it seems to me that desmond minkowski eloise the rat and possibly teresa uh, at some, uh, we're tra- traveling uh, in time. Let's see. We're traveling. We're time traveling in thank, their brains. Thank you. But the island is making people move in their bodies. Daniel, Charlotte, Sawyer, Juliet, and Locke are traveling mind and body together. Do you think there is something else going on? Can we explain the nosebleeds the same way we could with Minkowski and Desmond on the freighter? I'm not sure we can. Maybe that's why the island is so special. It's not only it's not only time travel in the brain, but body, soul, and mind. And, and that's actually a question. It's not question. only time yeah. travel in the brain, but also body, soul, and mind question. Uh, so, yeah, I, that's a good question. I don't have any commentary on it, though. Um, obviously, I, I believe they're definitely traveling in the body, but it's it's as though it's it's playing havoc with... As Desmond With their said, mind. It, it, there's an internal clock. Our bodies that, have that an Daniel. internal. Who did I say? Desmond. I'm sorry. You're absolutely that, that, correct. I was just making sure yeah. you knew. Who so you were Dan, Daniel Faraday said something about the fact that our bodies have an internal clock. Yeah. And when you're so I, I, I think um, they're traveling through time with body and stuff. Mm-hmm. But what caused Minkowski's in them? Did I, I don't know. Did Minkowski actually ever travel through time? We didn't see him, but that's what's. It it appeared that he had the same symptoms. That was what Desmond that, was experiencing. Yes, yes. Okay. Oh wait a second! The helicopter came through. Remember, um, um, Naomi. So maybe right. Minkowski must have been on the helicopter and traveled through the the open the open portal to the right. island, and I, I, we're gonna get to something I think that might help explain that. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, let, let's let's go. Let, we'll continue to work on this one. Are we going to the whispers? Yeah, let's let, let's jump back one and, and something completely unrelated for just a moment. Directions, please, posted in our forum, and uh, the title is "The Whispers." Could they be? And uh, thirty-five people have read this, and let's see. It says, "In watching the Little Prince, it struck me what the whispers might be." First, think of this scene: Sawyer, Locke, Juliet, etc., are walking. Toward the orchid station when they see a light from the hatch. Sawyer walks closer and witnesses Kate helping Claire give birth to Aaron. It was though there were two parallel time tracks near each other. Sawyer could see and hear Kate and Charlie, but they couldn't. Claire. I'm sorry, yes, Kate and Claire. But they couldn't hear or see him for some reason. Now, I don't know that they couldn't see him. I believe that. Personally, I believe that they could have seen him had they looked up and were they able were to see focused. that distance. But but let's just go ahead and say, okay. let's give her this some creative license on this one. What if, whenever Losties heard whispers, they had been walk uh, when they'd been walking through the jungle, jungle, they were hearing sounds and distant voices from a parallel time uh, as it is as it went past them. Like two trains going on opposite directions on a parallel on parallel tracks. One train comes up upon the other, whizzes by, and then is gone. Anyway, that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. I like that theory. I do too. 
the you know as far well, as I had heard before that possibly the whispers would be the people jumping through time so it, it's pretty much the same thing yeah right yeah and, and or, or close to I like the idea I like the idea of possible not just looping but alternate possible mm-hmm. alternate possibility alternate possible uh, outcomes. Okay. So different different strings of time. So basically, lot in one strand in one strand of time, uh, uh, Boone climbs up to the beach cl- craft train or the uh, falls. the the plane falls and he cra- it crashes. He ultimately dies. Well, in another one, he decides not to climb up. He makes the decision not to climb up for whatever reason. Okay. And so in that, but he para- still dies because it's part of, of, is that lucky? Was it? Yes. He still dies somehow, somewhere. Cause it was Chris lucky ultimately. who posted that, that it was, if you, if you buy into that theory, well, that's which, what I'm saying. I'm okay. Just, yes. I, yeah. I'm just I, trying to support his theory with a little. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the deal is, is that Boone is still alive and is living out a loop. In that same place, in that same time, and occasionally during this process, during this process of, um, you know, this time on the island where all of a sudden everybody on the island is is jumping back and forth t- through time and can now actually view things of themselves. Remember, because the the reason why I say this is the possibility is because there were whispers, you know, when Shannon was shot. Where you could hear, it's like some of the things that were quote unquote heard in those whispers when you played it backwards or you know, slowed it down or whatever. It, some of those lines were Boone lines. Mm-hmm. You know, Boone had obviously already died, but if he was in a parallel string, you see what I'm saying? I know it makes my head hurt, but mm-hmm. anyway, that's that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Alrighty. So, um, yeah, I see dead people. Uh I saw that in the chat room. All right. Time shift things, whispers, mind versus body. You're okay. Jason Hunter. Okay. This is now this is uh this has been out there for a while. And Jason Hunter has this thing called uh this site called timelooptheory.com. I've heard so many people talk about it. I never really took the time to read it until today. And I would share a lot of this with you, but the site says copyright two thousand eight Jason Hunter. Duplication of any content is prohibitive. Or prohibited. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you it's long, it's drawn out, but it I I don't believe there's anybody out there that's got one theory that covers everything. And he is a guy, Jason Hunter is a guy who obviously is trying to 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 basically tell you his theory of why everything, how everything can fit in to something and and be explained. And I just don't think that anybody has has it all together. Okay. However, there are some really, really awesome stuff. And uh, let's see here. Um, matter of fact, there is one spot on here where he says uh, time loop theory is now fifty percent confirmed. Many key items that frame the time loop I theory it was are prohibited. Uh, no, I'm not reading the theory. I'm oh. just reading a blog post. Okay. Many key items that the frame or that frame the time loop theory are now almost fully confirmed. Number one, the island is a magnetic bubble that allows it to be transported through time. That's confirmed 100%. Uh, the smoke monster is the quote unquote physical means of course correction, confirmed 90%. Which, if you read the theory, uh, I, I will, ju- I won't actually read the th- theory for Bainham, but his idea 
is that the smoke monster is something that was created uh, after they after Dharma had created the time machine. And whenever uh, Dharma went back in time and things started to change, that um, that that the the smoke monster is what actually is used to to kind of create uh, a correction. So I I, I disagree okay. with him there, and the fact that he thinks it's ninety percent confirmed, I think, is ridiculous. Uh, ben is or is let's see, Ben is or is being guided by someone from the future from a future timeline. He says that's confirmed 50%. I'm like, hello, that's still a possibility. 50-50 chance. I don't think it's confirmed any. Anyway, uh, the pressing of the button in the Swan Station was resetting time on the island, keeping it in a loop. Confirmed 0%. And now how he figures that can be confirmed 50%, I don't know. Anyway, go and check out uh, timelooptheory.com. Very, very interesting stuff. And uh Yeah. I, it, it's neat. Some, let me just tell you some of the things that I did learn. Uh, he believes that the Black Rock uh, broke through something to the side, or the Black Rock had some magnetic properties, and when it came across the island, this the island actually, with its magnetic fields, um, our metallic objects were in the Black Rock. Anyway, the Alvar Hanso and a bunch of people, uh, the, the Black Rock was hoisted up and landed where it landed on the island. And oh, okay. and that created a like a rift or a hole in the bubble around the island, and that would be at a bearing of three three oh five. Okay, and that that's the only way in and out. Um, and then of course um, he believes that the people, the inhabitants of the Black Rock, or the the travelers of the Black Rock, started to study things, and that's how eventually the Dharma came. You have to read the whole thing, but there was some really neat tie-ins that really do explain some things. So I think if I had to say, I think he's probably on to about 40 to 50% of what might be going on in Lost. And I think that those are all things that you know have just uh, come up. Okay. And uh, Daniel says, Cliff says magnetic different every time. Hmm. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's prohibited for me. I, I, w- I would actually love to record the ent- just read and, and, and professionally edit right you know the entire theory and share it with you guys but uh he may, says may, you can't well his site says i can't so maybe if i contact him and and ask him if i could share it and give all credit to him obviously right so uh speaking of credit i can't give you credit about who who made this map it's really uh, cool though that's in the show I've notes just been staring at it for a little while now yeah in the show notes there's a there's a v- incredible map that somebody's obviously taking the time to to put together and it's really neat it's 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 not like the uh blast door map at all but it takes the island and shows you where the raft survivors were in correlation to where uh the tail section was and and it shows you where you know the the different stations are so that if we were to go to the island we would know based upon where we're at where to where? how to get to the arrow station or to the orchid station mm-hmm. or you know the um all those different places so it's it's really neat it shows you one of the things for example it shows you where the four toed statue is mm-hmm. and how it's in between the staff um and the flame and the flame right yeah. so anyway very it, cool it's pretty neat stuff. And it is but even beyond that i like the like you can see the what are the black and the white symbols for 
Do you know what I'm talking about? The octagon things? No, the, there's the an black octagon. and white symbols. You, um, oh, the yin, the yes. yin yang or whatever. Yes. Anyway, that's on there. Um, can you see it? You can see it. Mm-hmm. I hope. Um, yes. The the station the the um, stations are in an octagon um, pattern. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the pearls in the middle, other than the looking glass and the hydro, which are are out in the water. Um, so anyway, it's just I like it. Yeah, it is. They definitely. did a good job. Very cool. And so for those of you listening uh, in the podcast, definitely want to check that out. It's time now, Stephanie, to go to some listener feedback. Yes. Colonel Locke, is this line secure? Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Okay, so Aaron, or not, no, not Aaron, but um, Nicole, from, who has an awesome Lost blog over at Nicole'sLost.com. Anyway, she sent in an initial email saying, hey, I made a screen capture of that typed out uh, information that was on the papers that Sun had delivered to her in her hotel room. It appears that Sun is having a quote-unquote she followed or a female followed, someone who drives a yellow Volkswagen Beetle and is expecting something very important in the mail. I have no idea who it is. Two people are referenced, Lee Chin and Melissa Lee Chin. Seems to have committed, uh, uh, let's see, oh, and Melissa uh, Lee Chin seems to have committed suicide while this person was being followed. Any ideas? And of course, one of the things that she did is she actually went through and hand typed the transcript of everything that was on this thing. Okay. And she sent in a follow up email saying, Stephanie, um, I've been um, I've been duped by the Lost Writers. Turns out the surveillance papers are from a real case. Um, just sue in the forum in the forums gave me the link to the real case and uh, there is a a link here um now why are the writers messing with us detail scrutinizers that's not nice regardless if you mention the papers in your podcast you might want to tell everyone to not look too closely at her papers though i don't know why they take up the frames in the show Why'd they take up the frames in the show to show the papers so clearly? Absolutely. It it was almost as, I mean, they, I mean, even without, even without pausing and trying to grab just a, you know, one or two frames. I mean, it was, they, they, I mean, you could almost read like a word or two just in live television, which I mean, it took up a ton of frames. Right. But yeah, if you click on the link to the uh, to the police report, it's certainly it's it's all there. And uh, the client names Ali Lamar, uh, and it, it's got. I mean, it's it, it is. It's exactly the transcript that they used, and uh, it it's pretty weird that they would do that. But it, it's really no different than remember when Jack was at the hospital right, and, and they, they had, had the X ray. Yep. That was. From a hospital there in Honolulu, I believe, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. So, anyway. So, thank you for that, Nicole. Uh, she's always sending in some wonderful information, mm-hmm. posting great information in our she's forum as well. She's been in the well. chat room a lot lately. She has. For the she has. show. So. All right, we got an email from Jeff T. And Stephanie, do you want to read this one? Okay, no, I will. 
Um, so anyway, Cliff just wanted to let you know that there are, was a small clip on Day by Day today on NPR about Lost and then a small interview with Michael Emerson on NPR. Uh, let's see. Also, talk of, on Talk of the Nation, uh, they talked with Greg Nations. And uh, let's see here. Anyway, I guess it was Lost Day on NPR. Thought you <coughs> might find these uh, useful if you don't already have them. <coughs> so basically, uh, the links to all of those are there. And, and perhaps if you missed all that stuff on NPR, you can go back and listen in uh, pre-recorded fashion. So, Stephanie, do you think you can read an email now from Chris K? I can try. All right. All right, Cliff and Stephanie. Listening to the initial reaction now, and I'm going to add something to The Dark Tower. The Dark Tower is also Stephen King's seven-book series that Damon and Carlton say is an influence on Lost. I'll send you the Wikipedia article. An interesting note is that Damon Carlton and JJ are interested in making movie versions of the books at some point. My brother is a huge fan of the books and he says Lost uses many elements from them. I'll post this in the forum when I get home from work. Just wanted to let you know. All right. Of course, he did uh, email me a follow-up and I put a link to the Wikipedia article on the Dark Tower series. And if that, I mean, I probably, I'm not a big, huge uh, fan of, of reading in the first place. I do read, a, if I read, I want to read nonfiction, you know, personal right. development kind of books, time management and helping me to to improve, you know, a lot of areas that, that need more balance in my life. Uh, so fiction is not what I go to read. However, if they make movies out of that, I can just tell you just based upon the fact that if Lost is based on this series, I would love those movies. So uh, very interesting. So thank you very much uh, for sharing that information with us, Chris. And we finally got an email from Ryan P. in Hudson, Wyoming, I guess. Or is that Wisconsin? Wisconsin. I, okay, it's Wisconsin. So anyway, um, just had this wild theory about Charles Widmore and Locke. We know that both Widmore and Locke somehow get off the island. How about if they help each other get off the island sometime in the future? Maybe Widmore is still with Albert's team and team at some point at some other point when Locke has to leave the island and then they leave the island together. Uh, this explains why Widmore is not around when Dharma arrives. Maybe at that point is when Locke uses the name Jeremy Bentham because Locke knows that in the future w- Widmore will plant fake plane wreckage and probably studied up on the passengers and crew of Flight 815 and come across a pick of future lock. Your pal, Ryan P. Hmm. Ryan, I will give you this. It's an interesting theory. But I'll be honest with you, my head is unable to comprehend that theory. My, gotcha. it, It's spinning. But uh, I, I definitely uh, don't want to discount anybody's theory. So, uh, you know, if that comes true, it is documented documented going now to doug from atlanta hey there this is doug in atlanta calling for the weekly lost podcast i have a theory about whatever happened to jughead i actually came up with this before looking at the forums uh, and there were some people who had kind of a similar idea um so great minds think alike uh the uh, the the suggestion by Daniel Faraday to get rid of Jughead or to deal with him was to bury him in letter concrete. 
Well, in the second season, Saeed and Jack were underneath the Swan Station, and Saeed said something like he thought that there had been a radiation leak or a radiation accident or some sort of thing because there was a whale of a lot of concrete underneath there that seemed to be, you know, there to protect them from that radiation. So my guess is that's where where Jughead wound up. Now, the question then is, did putting in the numbers have something to do with dealing with Jughead? Did we, uh, was, it, was it keeping it deactivated? Was there some sort of uh, uh, issue with, uh, you know, overloading? I don't know. But when the hatch did implode, where did the bomb go? Or was that implosion the effect of the bomb? Maybe it really wasn't a hydrogen bomb. Maybe it was some sort of electromagnetic, radiational, time-traveling kind of thing. Uh, because we don't have any pieces of the swan hatch anymore. There is a, the one door that went flying over to the beach, but where's all the you know broken records and the washing machines all ripped apart and all that stuff? It's not there. It's just gone. I wonder if maybe the bomb had something to do with time travel. Maybe someday in the future there will be a big explosion because it has been transported into the future to be exploded. I don't know. Um, but, but anyway, that's, uh, that's my uh, theory, and I'm sticking to it. Thank you very much. All right, Doug, thank you very much, and uh, very good thoughts about what might possibly be there. Uh, let's move on to Galadriel in our forum, who called in this time. Hi, this is Galadriel from the GSBN forum, calling for the Lost Weekly Podcast. <laughs> I was just listening to the weekend edition for Jughead, and maybe the reason that Daniel was saying that Ellie looked familiar is he didn't really want to admit to her that, well, you're my mother, because why would she believe that this guy who's like her age is her son? Because that would kind of freak me out. Anyway, just a thought. Thanks. Bye. All righty. Thank you so much. And uh, we do have one more bit of feedback, Stephanie, and this comes from Wayne Henderson. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Wayne Henderson in California from the Wayne's Take on Fringe podcast. Just wanted to call for your weekly Lost podcast. Just got done listening to the initial reactions for the uh, most recent episode for The Little Prince. And I just wanted to call kind of with a different uh, perspective on the theory that was uh, either from a caller or in the chat room that talked about how Jin if he's now in the past with uh, the French woman and the other French people, that he can't bump into himself, or actually that none of the time travelers on the island can bump into themselves because of the uh, theory that you can't be in two places at the same time. I just want to say I don't know about that because of the fact that Locke, when he saw through the jungle the light coming out of the hatch, he didn't go over to it, so we don't know for sure what was going on, but he remembers that that night it was from him banging on the hatch. So I think if, unless there were two locks, one, the lock that we were with, and one, the lock from the past banging on the hatch to make the light go on, if there weren't or couldn't be two locks at once, then what is making Desmond down in the hatch turn on that uh, light? I suppose it could be something else. It may have uh, been uh, turned on a few times, but it's just a thought. Now, back to your fabulous podcast. This is Wayne. Out. 
All right, Wayne, thank you very much. And we're so glad to have uh, so many people responding to the content that we're creating here. And thank you for sharing your thoughts and theories. Uh, you know, we did not cover everything, Stephanie, that is in the forum. There are a not lot more all. conversations. In fact, if if you don't mind, I am just going to open up the forum here and just read some of the things that we did not cover in this one, just to give people an idea of some of the discussions that are happening there. Here it is now. Uh, number one, who is the prince? Um, when in time are the canoes? Uh, translation of the French. Uh, so kind of what are they, what kind of things were they saying? Is Danielle the same lady we knew and loved? Uh, son's papers in the hotel room. Now it seems so obvious. Ooh, I, I didn't see that one. I wonder what that says. I'll probably check it out. So uh, a little teaser for you to come and join the forum over at gspn.tv slash forum. Chris K has a thing in there. It's, it's titled My Thoughts. Knitting Mom says, so does this mean... And it just goes dot, dot, dot. And then uh, Wolf Gold wrote, the where and when game. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. The when and what? No, the where and when game where everyone can be involved. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so very much more information happening there in the forum. And, of course, now is the time where I can hit this little button here. And, of course, Stephanie and I want to tell you a couple things, a little housekeeping about the forum and and such as uh, things of that nature. We want to let you know, number one, you can join us live 10, 10 p.m. Eastern Time at gspn.tv slash live. There's always a lot of great chat happening among folks. Um, It's a huge party on on Wednesday after Lost Airs and uh, a lot of great people come back for the weekend show and it's just a, it's a great community and if you if you think of podcasting or our GSPN podcasting as just a bunch of podcasts you're missing out on some of the uh, more fun aspects of what we're doing here I encourage you to go to gspn.tv slash about read about all the other ways you can connect with not just us which we encourage you to do but with other people and if you do want to connect with us there's a couple great things we want to let you know about Twitter. Twitter is awesome. Stephanie, what is your Twitter ID? Full-time mom. And my Twitter ID is GSPN. And of course, everybody out there listening to the Weekly Lost Podcast, if you're not if you're already following us, we also want to encourage you to follow uh, Twitter ID Lost Podcast. All one word, Lost Podcast. And uh, tell other people about the Weekly Lost Podcast. Send them over to weeklylostpodcast.com. And uh, anything else, Stephanie? You can call us. What you can number? Call us. Yeah, at what number? 859-795-4067. I'll say it again for Cliff asks. It's 859-795-4067. And some folks did actually email us. We encourage you to post your thoughts and theories either in a voicemail to us or in the forum. Those are our preferred methods. But if you do want to send us an email, uh, we'll take those as well at feedback at gspn.tv. And so uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, along with my wife, uh, what we usually say. But after this, after the music is done, if you want to, you can stay tuned for the what's coming up on Lost, the preview for the next episode. Just a little, little thoughts and uh, theories about what we might see next week from our friend over at lost.about.com, Bonnie Koval. So stick around at the end of the music here for that. And Stephanie, until next time, stay Stay lost. lost.
Don't you want to know? This is Lost Away Bonnie from Lost.About.com with this week's Lost Preview. The next episode is called This Place is Death and will be on this Wednesday at 9 p.m. on ABC. ABC synopsis reads, Locke takes on the burden to stop the island's increasingly violent shifts through time. Meanwhile, Ben hits a roadblock in his attempt to reunite the Oceanic Six and bring them back to the island. Okay, well, that synopsis could be for any episode so far this season, so no big surprises there. We will get more of young Danielle's story, though, and we might even see how Montan loses his arm. Remember back in Season 1 when Danielle took a group to the Black Rock to get dynamite to blow open the hatch? And she mentioned they were in the dark territory where Montan lost his arm. Well, now we've gotten to meet Montan. We'll also see Eloise Hawking in this episode, Mrs. Paik and Ji Yan, and it looks like our core island group will be making yet another trek through the jungle. For more information, read my This Place is Death guide and preview and check out the pictures. This is Lost Away Bonnie Koval for lost.about.com.